Hello and welcome along to Destination Tokyo, 10 minutes of daily Olympic and Paralympic talk with myself, Mark Shardlow. This is episode 84 and it's a little different as it's just me today. As I thought I'd take time to talk through my experiences of working at the Games and just think about where we are with around 10 weeks to go to the start of the Olympics. I got the idea after giving a Zoom talk the other night and there was so much interest afterwards in the things I said about working in London and Rio and planning for Tokyo. But first, can I say thank you for all the support you've shown over the last four months to this podcast through the dark, cold days of a British lockdown and all that COVID has thrown us. Thank you for listening, for downloading, for all your reviews and shares, for your kind words on social media and your emails. So please keep in touch. And if you get a chance, rate, review and follow as we enter the final stretch. Now, on the next episode, I'll be talking to an athlete who's returned this week from competing in Japan, and I'm looking forward to hearing all about that, and from a legend to round the week off. So why does the Olympics and Paralympics mean so much? For me, the first thing that strikes you when you go there is the scale. It's awe-inspiring, an event that needs seven years or more of planning to organise, and several years to organise from a broadcast perspective too. And it's just that the scale which makes things so difficult at this time, with the IOC and the Japanese Organising Committee and the government insisting today that the Games go ahead, and the World Players Association insisting that the IOC must urgently guarantee world-class COVID protection. Now, the WPA represents athletes globally and says that the protocols lack the same rigours and resources seen in professional team sport. It claims the IOC is falling behind the required measure. I was staggered the first time I got a look inside an athlete's village. And village it is, 15,000 or more athletes and support staff on a campus, a bit like a university, with shops and restaurants, the restaurants famously free in the most cavernous dining room you can imagine. It's no doubt a complex organisation just to ensure that the village is COVID-free and a bubble. So many people at the same time, the need to transport them to training venues and to competition. It's a marvel to see without the added restrictions of these times. And then throw in the mix of the broadcasters and the media, upward of 20,000 in normal times. I remember being staggered at the American NBC operation in London, an office for more than 2,000 staff, and even their own coffee bar in this temporary construction. The corridors and restaurants in the temporary media village overflowing, the broadcasting staff, the main media centre crammed with written press, and that's before heading out to any of the venues. Our friends in Tokyo who don't want the Games to go ahead this summer, they fear the health consequences. And even though Covid rates and deaths have been on the low side through the last 12 months compared to many countries, hospitals have still been overwhelmed at times. Whilst a state of emergency is in place in a number of areas around Tokyo and Sapporo, it does seem that the current peak has been reached and that by the Games, at least all the over 65s would have been vaccinated. But they're way behind the UK and the USA. I do feel for the athletes, especially those for whom these games might be the one and only shot or their last shot. No one's had the build-up they'd have wanted. There's been little foreign competition and training camps, constant uncertainty and speculation and endless training plans having to be torn up and rewritten. And we know why the games are going ahead. We can talk about moments of inspiration, a signal to the world and so on, but it's really the fact that there is such a lot of money at stake. I've heard lots of people call for a postponement again to hold it next year, 
But I think it's remarkable to have got it in this year with so many other events, championships. Seems it's now or never. I worry for the athletes who could find themselves not allowed to compete if they come into close contact with someone with COVID games or someone close by them just tests positive. Five years of training and hard work could have a frustrating end. Or they could find themselves with no games at all. After years and years of training with this as a goal, I can't imagine how that would feel. But the Olympics and Paralympics often have moments of deep concern before their moment to shine. London, it was the security shambles. Rio, if you remember, it was the Zika virus. This, though, is a different scale. But the Olympics and Paralympics never fail to surprise and stories of hope, endeavour and outright joy will, of course, be welcome this summer. However, petitions, polls and even medics are now calling for the Games to be called off. Under 10 weeks to go to the Olympics and still uncertainty. You'll know from listening the integrity of the athletes that come on this podcast, their humility, their dedication. They all recognise they're in a privileged position, but they devote themselves to that. And to be so close with such uncertainty still around is a real test. And I sympathise completely with them. Thanks for listening today. I'll be back with an athlete tomorrow. Mm